If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon and welcome to another special edition of Auto Know Better. I'm delighted to tell you that we're joined today by ex-lead forward, John Pearson. John, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Luke. How are you? Okay? Yeah, very well, thank you for asking. Thanks ever so much again for taking time out of your, I imagine, relatively busy schedule or, or quiet. Are you at the minute? No, I've been furloughed for about a year now, so... Uh... I've been I've been back at work on and off, but not uh, not full time. Um, but to be fair, I've just got out. I've, I mean, this morning I've done a ten k run, so I've just seen it as a, an opportunity to sort of uh, get rid of the fat that I'd accumulated. <laughs> and you in your currently working is it is it Wednesday TV or, or Owls TV something that you that you do the commentary on? Yeah, I work for the iFollow, it's called. Uh, I follow. Do the games home and away, which at the moment isn't great fun. Um, and I also, my nine to five job sort of thing is working for the community programme. We uh, we do all sorts. Uh, I mean, I absolutely, I love the work with the community programme. We we run a, a club called the Fit Fans. So uh, people who are a little bit overweight, a lot overweight, want to get a little bit of fitness back. Um, we've done that for the last four years. And I think it's a fantastic project that we do. We've had some un- unbelievable uh, results, you know, so 
and mainly we, we get people between I mean our eldest is 87 he's 87 right. year old and he still runs around the pitch he's absolutely right. fantastic you know and uh, and to be fair the club uh, about a year ago when supporters were, were still allowed in you know uh, got him in and made him a VIP for the day and, and he had a fantastic birthday you know that sort of thing uh, that you do for the supporters and do for the club I, that's uh, what I really really enjoy Good stuff, good stuff. So yeah, you're obviously a uh, big Wednesday fan, Sheffield lad, uh, born and born and raised. Um, how did you, how did you get into football? Then was it just something you were good at? Cause you're obviously quite a big lad. I think you stood at sort of six two in your prime. Uh, and yeah, is it, were you just sort of was it just something naturally, or was there was there family members who who, who got you into it? How did you get into footy? Um, right, I will. I was born two hundred yards away from the Wednesday ground in Hillsborough. Right. Um, uh, ever since being ever, my first thoughts, I can remember my mother saying to me, uh, "Who do you love most, me or Sheffield Wednesday?" I said, "Sheffield Wednesday." Uh, <laughs> I was only four, four year old. <laughs> and, uh, you didn't get him any Christmas presents that year, then. No. So, I, I, in in my mind, there was never ever. I was never going to do anything else. You know, I was so passionate, determined. Um, I, I, I was never the best player, but. Um, you know, I was. I, when you get to certain ages, you get distractions, and I was never distracted. You know, I was. There was never anything in my mind other than being, well, I suppose a Sheffield Wednesday footballer, really. Yeah. Uh, because I lived so close to the ground. My dad was a Wednesday supporter. Um, I mean, I, they came to they came to my school when I was five year old because I was advanced in the reading it was because I used to read what was called the green and it was a Saturday night I don't know whether in Leeds you had a similar sort of thing uh, but in Sheffield we had a paper that came out Saturday night which described uh, you know all the local results Wednesday night at Rotherham, Donna, yeah. that sort of thing and, and I taught myself to read through reading this green and um, right. so everything in my life was about football I mean at nights when I was Get, when I was getting older, I'd stand against the wall and, you know, you know, you, you do the 90 degrees with your legs and I'd do pull-ups on, on me, in my bedroom and so everything. I never walked anywhere. I ran everywhere. Right. Uh, I think that's what took the pace out of me. I could I could actually run a long distance, but I, I couldn't just couldn't run quickly. So <laughs> I'm blaming that on, on being, when, when I was young, uh, running to school and back. But no, I mean, all I ever wanted to do was play football. Great. You got so to, got to eventually live. Yeah, you got to eventually live live that dream then. So you, you obviously started your professional career out at Wednesday, uh, moved down to to Charlton. Oh. I think you'd been to Wednesday, been at Wednesday for four or five years, and went down to Charlton. Um, yeah. Then I understand uh, Leeds sold Snowden into Everton, had a bit of money in the bank, and uh, yeah. decided to decided to spend it on you, John. Uh, how did that go? Because I've read a couple of conflicted stories actually. I know. I know you, Billy Bremner signed you for Leeds, but did yeah. it happen in a in a service station? Is that right? Um, I think I met Bill's uh, assistant. I, I can't remember who it was now. And I met first of all, I met I met in the service station. Just um, was, uh, must be the one between Sheffield and Leeds. And you know, well, just had a brief. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a brief conversation, and you know. Uh, Lenny Lawrence came to me at, at Charlton. He was in around about January, and he said, uh, "We've got a few clubs interested in you." And he went, he listed these clubs, blah blah blah. Leeds United. I went, Leeds United. He went, 
uh, well, I don't know, Leeds United. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, if I'm going anywhere, that's where I want to go. Um, and he went, oh, okay then. Um, so obviously I went and had talks and then um, <laughs> the day came and I didn't have an agent or, or anything like that. And so I, I phoned my mate, Mick, Mickey Lyons. I went, bloody hell. I said, uh, I don't know what to ask for. I ain't got a clue. What shall I say to him? He went, well, you know, ask for this and this and blah, blah, blah. So, so I went in and Billy Bremner went, well, I said, well, what, what do you want then? So I went, uh, uh, well, what about this, this and this? He went, yep, all right then. And he stood up and walked, <laughs> walked out and I'm going, I'm thinking, oh God, I should have asked for more. I'm following down the corridor saying, I forgot, I forgot. And he, he just, uh, he was brilliant. I love Billy Bremner. He was, he was fantastic. So, um, yeah, he, uh, we'd, we'd played the year before. Leeds had come down to, this is another thing he said to me, he went, um, uh, Leeds had played Charlton. I think we beat Leeds 4-1 down at, we were at the at Sellers there. We, we'd, we'd moved uh, to Sellers Park, Crystal Palace's own ground. Um, and we won 4-1. And I, I happened to score. And at the end of the game, Billy came up to me and he went, oh, he said, oh, well played, well played, John. He had a great game and all that. And I thought, oh, that's a bit strange. Never, never put two and two together. And then when we sat down to have this chat about, you know, what, what wages you want and all that, he went, uh, he said, I liked you when you were at Wednesday and all that. He said, I said, all oh, right. Okay. He said, I tried to sign you for Doncaster Rovers when I was at Donny. And I went, yeah, oh, great. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, you got loads of stick off at Wednesday fans, didn't you? And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I did a bit. He went, you get loads of stick here and all. <laughs> <laughs> I went, all right. He went, uh, he says, yeah, he says, uh, but you dealt with it great. He says, I, I liked how you dealt with it. So I went, I'm thinking, is this a compliment or? <laughs> I can't yeah, he's a tested one, but uh, it's always stuck. And he, he, like I say, he was brilliant. And yes, I got sticker. I'm a big six foot three flipping centre forward. Or I think better players than me got stick. So, you know, it was. I th to be honest, you could probably be uh, Ronaldo or Messi and play for Leeds and still get stick, I think. Uh, yeah. we did. The fans were great. I mean, the atmosphere in there. The, the one thing about the Leeds fans was uh, <clears throat> at the start of the game, they were 100% behind that team, you know. And they, they and I, I felt, felt as though, you know, they'd only voice their approval, uh, disapproval, maybe in the last 10, 15 minutes, you know, if things were, weren't going right, which all, all uh, supporters at club do, obviously. Um, but at the next game, they were right back behind you. So, you know, they were a great crowd. Yeah. Do you do you recall any nicknames while you're at Leeds? Because I've read it again, I've, I've read a couple <laughs> of bits, and I, I've come across one here. Now, you'll have to either confirm or deny it, but Big Bird, was that your nickname? Well, I've not heard them yet, though. I'm denying them all. Go on, carry on. It was Big Bird one of them when you were at Leeds? Do you remember that? That that started with Mark Hazelwood at, at Charlton because I, I was right. quite good, I was quite good friends and uh, going back to the Ian Snowden, uh, they sold Ian Snowden didn't they for seven fifty something like that, yeah. and I think I, I signed Mark Hazelwood signed Mickey Adams signed and Bobby McDonald, I think they signed so they signed about four players right. uh, in, in that January with Snobs uh, sort of uh, transfer fee. Uh, which has took me completely away. Yeah, Mark Hayeswood started that when I was at Charlton, and then so then he flipping comes up to Leeds and and carried it on. So big bird, right? And uh, I think we paid. Did we pay seventy two grand for you? Does that sound about right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure, but some I think it's, yeah, nobody yeah. tells what, what the transfer fee is. Yeah, so that was in that was in the January 87. You've mentioned yeah. mentioned about about Bremner, um, I, I, and again, just to touch about what you said on the fans, I've read a couple of uh, couple of articles that you've been in and stuff, and about saying sort of promoting how great the fans were while while you were at Leeds. Is that what was the reasoning? For selecting Leeds over, because I think there was a couple of Scottish clubs interested in you and and Derby as well. I think the other one. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said Derby. There's a cut. He said there's a, there's, a, there's two Scottish clubs. He said there's. He said it's not Celtic or Rangers. I went well. And I just thought I, I didn't want to go to Scotland. I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't speak to any club, and um, it was just. And I, and I didn't realise. I, I thought Leeds and Wednesday was would be a similar sort of club, you know. But when I when I got to Leeds, I didn't. I'd not uh, realised how you know massive and big Leeds United was. I mean, in the car park before every game, you'd get you know people from Sweden and Norway, Denmark. You'd get loads of Irish people over. People came from all over Europe to watch the games, even you know when we were in the second division. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you stayed at Leeds then from from eighty seven up to about around about ninety one, um, and in that time, obviously came across some real characters in the club. Played with some fantastic players. Looking back at, at some of the teams we had, then I think you played with with the likes of Batty and Speed towards the end, and and and, and well, earlier Batty on, Speed were there. Batty, they were there. When, oh, when they were already there when you when you signed with it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I mean. Two of the best young players. I would, you know, if there was a, if, you, if I look back, I've probably played 15, 16 years, and you say, and a lot of questions, who's the best player? Who's the best young player? Yeah. And I think, I think Batty and Speedy are must, you know, at least in the top three. You know, yeah. Robert, I played with Robert Lee at, at Charlton. Um, what fantastic players they were. Um, I, I mean, Batty, I didn't think got, got the credit uh, nationally that. Mm. Uh, but he was superb, and he went about his job. He knew his, he knew what his strengths were. Uh, I don't think he liked football, but he was a great player. No, this it's quite a common uh, it's quite common knowledge, I think, between Leeds fans. He, he he sort of moved over to I think he lives somewhere on the on the coast up near Filey or something nowadays. Nowadays, uh, I could be wrong, but it's somewhere up in North Yorkshire. And uh, he yeah, he just doesn't have anything to do with the club or anything. I think he did it because he was good at it, and he didn't you know didn't have to get another job. Um, but yeah, he didn't. From, from what I understand, he, he wasn't ever really in love with football like yourself, where you trained you know so hard because that's what you always wanted to do. I think he sort of fell into football because he was naturally gifted uh, at he what he did football. on the field. He was a fantastic player, as was Gary Speed. Yeah, um, he also obviously played with with some other great players. Uh, Strachan, to name one, um, Simon Grayson, Ormsby, and you had a great partnership with with Ian Baird. I understand. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a story from the first game. My first game was against Blackburn. And I think I'd signed late on in the week and I don't know if I've done it. I can't remember. I think I've done a training session or whatever. And I was off thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I don't think I'll, I'll be starting tomorrow. But I got there and I was, I was starting, but I, I don't know what had happened. But I, Billy Bremner's walked me into the change room and so some of the players were already already changed. And he went, 
embed had already got changed. And, uh, right. Then, Birdie, Birdie, you're not number nine today. Uh, John's number nine. And I went, and I'm, and I'm, so I've st- straight away, no, I went, no, no, I'm, I'm not bothered what number I wear. I'm not, I'm not and, uh, Birdie, you went, no, no, John, you're number nine. I think, oh, Christ. <laughs> no, you just made an enemy already. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, first day. So, uh, anyway, he sort of took his shirt off and chucked it like at me. And, you know, he weren't a, oh, yeah, there you go. John. He, was like, you know, he weren't very happy. But uh, <laughs> we, we did become good friends. You know, it just took a little while. We used to travel up together every day from, you know, meet on the motorway. There were about four of us coming from Sheffield. So, uh, great stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, lo- I love playing with Bairdy. Um, He's probably uh, he, well. I, I know that. I think he got he got his best goal tally that season, and then I don't think in January. So I think we had a decent partnership. It's just that he nicked all the goals. We, we, we didn't share them out. I sort of nodded him down. I know they were going in, and he tapped it over the line. <laughs> yeah, we we'll get that. So you, yeah, we'll get that. So your biggest moment for Leeds, uh, nineteen eighty eight, on on the field as a Wednesday fan, hat trick against the Blades, the Blunts, whatever you wow. want to call them. Yeah. Must, must be a proudest moment in the Leeds jersey, was it? Well, that and uh, and scoring at Bramall Lane as well. I mean, that was a that was a really I scored at Bramall Lane. Came on a sub, um, and and I think I scored the first in Gordon Strachan scored the second one. You know when he goes up to the uh, hall yeah. and sat in there and did the he man sort of thing. I think Vinnie Jones had uh, just signed for Sheffield United the week before. Um, so both of those for different reasons. I mean that the hat trick because it's a hat trick, and and then the uh, <clears throat> the goal at Bramall Lane was because I'd actually worked me bollocks off in the summer <laughs> mm. to try and get back in the team, um, and I, I mean I'd gone. I'd, I'd, my next door neighbour was a, a marathon runner, and I said to him, "Look, I said you need to come and call for me every night." I said, I'm going to be hiding under the settee and I'll be, you know, I said, well, you come into my house and drag me out because <laughs> I don't want to go. But I've got to go. And so yeah. during the summer, I, he got me fit before, I, before I'd gone by because uh, I'd sort of, I, I knew I'd, I'd not had a great season the, the season before when Howard Wilkinson first came and uh, Betty and I forgot who else, Bobby Davison and other people were up front and I, I thought, I've got a year left on my contract and I need to give this a real go. Um, and to, to score then, I thought, right, you know, it's got me back in, in the frame and, and scoring at Bramall Lane in Sheffield was, was very satisfying. Yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine. So you mentioned about the fitness, was was it a bit of a different, because I, I, I anticipate it was more of a, probably more of a uh, a drinking culture back then. Was it, was there a lot of the drinking and that, that went on or, were, or was was, it, was everybody still bang on the fitness? Was that sort of about around about the time of transition or, or was it still very much a... Uh, uh, let's go out and, and celebrate quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely went out and celebrated after both of those games. But I think what what you did, you, you, there was a there, there was a drinking culture, especially at the start of my career, um, even at Charlton. But I think what players were starting to realise was there's a time and a place. Yeah. You know? So, and I know that today's players. Well, I don't know because you know they probably go out into into private places and they've got more cash to be able to hide themselves away and not sort of get sort of caught. But uh, <laughs> well, you don't know, do you? I, we, we don't know what they do. But um, uh, definitely then. Um, but it, it, I mean, especially under Howard Wilkinson. I mean, I had Howard Wilkinson at 
uh, at Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I got I got fined off him for going out on a Wednesday night when I was injured and drinking. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then when he came up to Leeds, he, you know, he brought that culture, you know, that not non-drinking and, and stuff like that. The players still went out after a game and stuff like that. I mean, completely different. We did did completely different things then. First thing we did when I first became a pro after the game was getting a hot bath, all of us together in a hot yeah. bath. I mean, now it's cold out, it's ice baths and, and everything. Yeah. And then the, the before we all left, we'd had about six pints, and that was before we went out Saturday night. So, a, yeah, <laughs> completely the wrong thing to do. So, no, we, we didn't know back back then. We just did what we did. That's right. So, how how would Wilkinson find happy? Was he? Was, did, did he have Did he have any crazy things that he find people for, or or was it was it simply because not not following rules and regs uh, and expectations really? Um, well, the one at Wednesday was more. I was injured and I saw one of the directors. I went mean, to the local pub around the corner from where I live and, uh, and this director came and he said, oh, are you, you going to Crystal Palace or wherever on Saturday? I said, well, I don't know. I said, I hope I am. I said, well, I want to go if I can. I've got a pot on or something. He went, don't worry, I'll sort you out. So he then goes and sees out and tells Howard in. He's going, where, where did you see him? He went, I saw him in Park Hotel. He said, all right, okay. And uh, so... <laughs> I did go, and then he he give a big team talk before the game, and he's gone out on a Wednesday night. He's injured, and he do you know that alcohol stops you recovering and blah blah blah. And so he gave me this big bollocking in front of all the players, and then uh, when they've all gone out, he's gone. Don't worry, he says uh, he, he, if we win today, you'll still get win bonus. So, <laughs> so he looked after you in that way. Um, yeah. What was the, what was the difference between? Um... Between Billy and and Howard as managers, then because obviously two completely different people. Billy's yeah. Billy's been there and won everything as a player. Howard very much sort of well, he had he had his nickname was Sergeant Wilco, wasn't it? So we know how much of a disciplinarian disciplinarian he was. Um, was that was it that obvious, or was there was there was there some more subtle differences between the two that maybe uh, average Joe as a Leeds fan probably wouldn't have ever got to see? I think. Uh, everything was structured under Howard Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fitness, the diet, the drinking culture, like you just said, the um, uh, set pieces, everything. You know, mm-hmm. nothing was left to chance. And and I, I don't actually mind that as I, as a as a professional footballer. The only thing that I mean I was interested in was winning football games. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, Howard Wilkinson, uh, and I've been with him at Wednesday, taught me how to win football games at that particular time. Um, you know, if we, we'd never get outrun, we'd never, we were the fittest team, we, we had the best set pieces, we had um, the, we were, we were organised. Now, a lot of a lot of players don't like that. They want a bit of freedom. And, you know, I don't. I can't imagine Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich being that structured. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit more off the cuff. Um, which I would say it was under Billy it was more off the cuff stuff. You know, and your your players like John Sheridan, um, you know, your sort of ball players like that probably prefer that sort of freedom. You know, everybody thought that when Howard signed Gary McAllister. That that wouldn't be a match made at heaven, but but it was, you know. Gary mm-hmm. McAllister thrived under Howard, as did Gordon Strachan. You know, Gordon Strachan, oh, Gordon yeah. Strachan here, and Howard Wilkinson, long ball. Well, you know, 
he, he did make sort of changes at Leeds United uh, that suited Gordon Strachan. He was a fantastic captain, you know, and, mm. and Danny McAllister, you know, two fantastic players who a lot of people would have said oh, they're not Wilkinson type players. Yeah, would you would you say that would you would you say it would be fair then to to, to say Wilkinson's if he was a modern day coach would be similar to similar to Bielsa in terms of structure and, and, and not leaving anything to chance or, or completely different? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know Bielsa. And I've, no. seen, I've, seen, oh, you know, I've seen the, the games and all that. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems as though it's all or nothing at the moment. You it's either win yeah. 3-4-0 or, or lose 3-4-0. Or but, um, yeah, he's, he looks as yeah he looks as though, he's, you know, he's, everything's organised and different, maybe a different style of play. But, yeah. you know, it looks as though he's got a lot of attention to detail. Absolutely. I agree. I uh, don't know if you've... Uh, yeah, we are pretty much... Great description. We're all or nothing. Um, somebody put a tweet out earlier. I had a bit of an argument on there. They put something like, we've, we've we've lost the third amount of games in the league. And I was like, yeah, but we've also won more than nine teams below us. Uh, yeah. Would you rather sit and be a Burnley-type team and nick a draw in the Premier League, or would you rather be Leeds and play expansive football and be on the edge of your seat for 90 minutes every every week? And I yeah. was like, give me the 90 minutes on the edge of your seat every week, regardless if we lose 3-0 or, or win 5-0, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice position to be in as a Leeds fan at the moment, I suppose. Um, Mid-table in the Premier League, uh, which probably brings me on to... The next couple of things I just wanted to talk about briefly. So, um, so when you left, you left Leeds in, in 1991 and were replaced by, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Rod Wallace and Eric Cantona. Does that <laughs> sound you, about right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's what I tell everybody. That's it. <laughs> Why did you leave Leeds? I went, yeah. said, uh, you got this bloke in uh, from France, Eric Cantona. <laughs> And, um, you know that that's who replaced me. Obviously, it wasn't, but I, I, it's a nice thing to tell everybody. It was it was pretty much like for like I heard John to be honest yeah, with yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they were all in mourning in Leeds. You know, they were everybody was gutted when I left, but uh, but fortunately, Eric replaced me and he did all right. Yeah, it weren't bad, weren't a bad player, was he? To be fair. Um... Uh, so what I like to do, John, before I let everyone go, uh, is a quick fire, f- quick fire five questions, uh, and you just got to give me the answer. First thing that comes into your head. Go on. Happy then. with that? Happy with that? I'm not happy with it, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> Who's the best player you've ever played with? Uh, Gordon Strachan. Who's the best player you've ever played against? Uh... Uh, I'm going to say Tony Adams. Tony Adams. And who's your best mate in football? Uh, a Bradford player, Gavin Oliver. Gavin Oliver. And who is your all time football hero? Ooh. Uh, that's, well, it's going to be a Wednesday play. At, uh, I'm thinking when I watched Wednesday, they weren't in the first division. Right. <laughs> they were down. Uh, right. Uh, Willie Henderson. I'll say Willie Henderson. Willie Henderson. And then the last one. Uh, who do you prefer to watch, Leeds or Wednesday? 
<laughs> at the moment, Leeds. Great stuff. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, really, really honest. I think I'm so. I can't believe I I did a uh, a mock team of all the best players that I've that I've played for Leeds since I can remember, um, and. The amount of people that shot me down for not having Strachan in there is unbelievable, and you've just sort of cemented that. I had him on the bench, to be honest, um, and uh, but 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 I was probably maybe at that age where I didn't appreciate how good he probably was. Uh, if I was probably a couple of years older, I'd have probably thought, yeah, do you know what? And I think it'd have been a I think it'd have been a shoe into that team then. Uh, I mean, not not just with football ability, but for how he galvanised the club, and yeah. you know, the the, the best. Teams have always got a good team spirit, and the yeah. dressing room is is always good. And Gordon Strachan uh, and Gary McAllister made that dressing room. Uh, they enhanced it when they came. They made it better. You know, made made it more professional. But also combine combining it, he organised uh, Gordon for us all to go and see Rod Stewart somewhere. So we all got on a bus. We went down, saw Rod Stewart. We had a bit of a party with him afterwards, and all that, and. You know, and he was introducing us to, you know, to Rod and and all that. Um, but the sort of things like that that he's planned and sort of, right, everybody's going. You know, there's no excuses. Because a lot yeah. of times you might have four or five players going one way and four or five players going another and you get little clicks. And, um, and then when things aren't going, people don't pull together. But, you know, Gordon was, was, was a fantastic captain. It's not just about on the pitch, you know. It's about how people get on away from the actual football as well. Yeah, great stuff. And then, as a, well, just one last thing from me, John, before you go. What's your, what's your biggest memory of football? What's your, what's your, what's, what's the one thing that you that'll never leave you uh, as a footballer? Uh, I think probably my day, my very first debut when I was seven. I was seventeen and two weeks, uh, and there was there were no mobile phones or anything. It came completely out of the blue. Uh, I scored um, and my dad was on a holiday he was doing Mallorca or somewhere um, and there was no mobile phones and he didn't know until the Sunday and he's gone to get a paper gone to get News at World Mirror whatever he's got he's looked on the bike and oh what's happened here what's happened here oh he did had an heart attack like he's seen I've scored and flipping we've won 2-1 um, but fortunately uh, I played the next week and scored the winner against QPR so I don't know where it all went wrong. Scored in my first four games. <laughs> I don't know where it all went wrong. Listen, John, I thank you ever so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, if anybody does want to get in touch with John or got any questions, you can find him on Twitter at PearsonJohn10. Uh, I know you're quite active on there from time to time and uh, quite interactive with, with a lot of the fans and stuff as well. So I'm sure, sure John will be happy to answer any questions if he gets them through Twitter. Um so yeah, everybody. Thanks ever so much, John. Uh, yeah, anything you'd like to say before we let you? Anything you'd like to say no, before we just let you shoot thanks, off? Thanks for talking to you. I, I appreciate it. I didn't expect it, but uh, enjoyed it. It's a fantastic club. I, I love my time there. I just wish I'd have been at a better place. Perfect. I don't think I don't think anybody would ever doubt your uh, your commitment to the cause and your time here, John. So thanks ever so much. Take care. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Thanks, John. Okay. This special episode of Auto Know Better was brought to you by OKB regular Luke. A very special thanks to John Pearson for his time and honesty. And additional thanks to Emily Render for her artwork and Jen Jamin Sachs for her music.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. With three years worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.